CES Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Winners and losers from week nine, next on Fantasy Football Today in five. Welcome to FFT in five. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Adam Azer, and we're here to recap week nine of the NFL season on Sunday night. Make sure you listen to the full episode of Fantasy Football Today for a more broad in-depth discussion of the winners and losers but adam we're going to talk some winners and losers here before first we got unfortunately more injuries daniel jones looks like he suffered a torn acl according to reports likely to end his season tyrod taylor was added to the ir on a saturday for the giants so i mean is there any reason anything to be optimistic about with this offense right now Mm, no, no. I think it's a hit for Saquon. Still a must-start yeah. running back. Yeah. Still get so many touches, but uh, there's nothing. It's very bleak. Yeah, Tommy DeVito did at least throw the ball forward yes. this <laughs> week, which I, I suppose on on the the scale of wins and losses for the Giants counts as a win here. But yeah, I, I think he's probably going to be pretty bad. I don't think any of the the pass catchers outside of Saquon are going to matter. I thought maybe Wandale Robinson might matter with Daniel Jones back, but it's just going to be really hard. He's going to have to put together some good weeks, and he didn't do that today despite uh, catching a touchdown. So not really much interest there. Josh Downs suffered a setback with his knee injury seemingly. He was questionable coming in, played very little in this game, and then suffered a setback. So that was frustrating because I know a lot of people were uh, asking questions about starting him today. Not sure what the long-term prognosis is there. Cam Akers, unfortunately, sounds like he suffered another ruptured Achilles. That's just a brutal, brutal break for him. Uh, positive for Alexander Madison, who should see a significant majority of the work for the Vikings moving forward. Is he just still in that RB2 discussion? Yeah, but this is a big deal. I mean, he had 18 touches mm-hmm. in this game. Uh, this if you're worried about acres, this basically doesn't quite go back to where he was. You got to look at, at Madison's game laws, the first four or five games for mm-hmm. the trade. And he was very productive for fantasy. Was he good? Well, that's another question, but he was very productive for fantasy, but he didn't have, he had cousins then. So yep. uh, yeah, I, I think every week now, it seems like we get, once we get into about ARB 18 or so, it gets really ugly. Yes, absolutely. And I think he's probably on the other side of that most weeks. All right, on the, the Vikings good side of that, the good side of that. Yeah, on the Vikings front, Jaron Hall uh, suffered a concussion very early, very early on, forced Josh Dobbs into. I mean, he said after the game he didn't know the names of the people he was throwing the ball to. They were like <laughs> working on the snap cadence before, like on the sideline in an emergency pinch. He hadn't practiced at all with the first team, and he actually came out and played pretty well. So. Hopefully that bodes well for this offense moving forward. At least that he can give them a floor, right? Hey, man. Good job by the, Val- by the Falcons. 
I just got to say, like, you, you get Will Levis one week, you get Josh Dobbs, I've been there for three days, and you lose. Uh, yes, no, no, it does. It, it does give him a floor. I think Marquise Brown has been okay with Dobbs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, McBride had a much better game with with uh, Dobbs. <laughs> yeah, he did Clayton Toon was very, very bad. You could get, you could always get to Clayton Toon, you know. So Dobbs, Dobbs is exciting. He's a gamer. He's going to turn the ball over. Um, he's really bad throwing the ball deep, though. That's kind of kind of a concern for Jordan Addison. But I think at least for Hawkinson, you feel mm-hmm. better about it, and for Madison, you feel better about it. All right, uh, Christian Watson had a chest, back, and concussion. Uh, in this one, went to the locker room, wasn't able to play through that, so that'll be something to watch. And then Dallas Goddard, I haven't seen anything on the severity of this injury, but it was a pretty bad-looking wrist injury that he went to the locker room with and was ruled out pretty quickly, so that could be serious for Dallas Goddard. Thankfully, the tight end position is actually okay. Right now, we had a two-touchdown game from Kate Otten. Um, Dalton Schultz had another big game, so... Might be able to replace him. Adam, let's move on to some winners and losers. Who's your biggest winner coming out of week nine? I mean, how could, how could it not be CJ Stroud? I mean, it's the one good thing happening in the NFL right now, right? Good for him, man. This is great. Now, you look, keep in mind, last week he scored less than 13 fantasy mm-hmm. points. Three straight games before this with uh, fewer than 20 fantasy points. If you look at the schedule, he's been pretty matchup dependent. So I, I worry people are going to get a little carried away. I think mm-hmm. he could struggle next week at Cincinnati, for example. Uh, I know that the Bengals had uh, an injury in their secondary that I, Cam Taylor, Britt, and mm-hmm. we're recording at halftime. So we'll, we'll see. But, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think C.J. Stroud is necessarily a must-start. But he's obviously a winner. He's a guy who spreads the ball around. One week could be a Nico Collins week. Next day, a Tank Dell week, Dalton Schultz, or whatever it is. But they're run, they have no run game. Um, with the state of quarterbacks, he's a top 12 quarterback, maybe yes. top 10. I, I don't think he's quite a must-start guy, uh, but good for you if you have him and better for you if you started him. Yeah, I agree with all that. I, I'm going against my wife this week, and she started him. And you know what? <laughs> I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm, happy right. she got, right. I'm happy she's going to get the win. Uh, <laughs> winner for me, Aaron Jones. Um, wasn't like yeah. super efficient. Packers offense still looks pretty mediocre. They scored 20 points against the Rams, but 20 carries, six targets for Aaron Jones. There was a lot of talk in the lead up to this game that they were going to cut him loose, that he was fully healthy. And that's exactly what they did. This is the first time I think he had 20 carries in this one. I think he had 25 in the four games prior to this. So awesome. clearly we what the Packers offense needed, frankly, because there is a big gap between Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon still got some touches in close. That's a little concerning. But Aaron Jones, Jones, though, what's Jones that? got a goal line touchdown. I thought yes. that was a huge deal. Uh, look, honestly, this is not a, this is not an overstatement. He's got. With the state of running back, I think he's got top five potential rest of season if they're going to keep using sure. him like this. Yeah, I, I think similar things with Jonathan Taylor, who outtouched Zach Moss 22 to 7. 43 of the 57 snaps for the Colts. Jonathan Taylor played, ran routes on 21 of 28 dropbacks. That's all exactly what we wanted to see. It's kind of funny that it came during the game where I think he looked least impressive over the last month, but hey. We'll take the workload there, and it clearly tilted towards him. Who's a, a loser for you, Adam? Um, a loser for me would be Devontae Adams. I thought this would be a really yeah. good matchup for him. The Giants started out with actually shadowing him with a veteran, Adoree Jackson, and then Adoree Jackson left with a concussion, and Banks was on him. But it doesn't. It really shouldn't matter. It just shouldn't matter for Devontae Adams. Now, they didn't throw the ball a lot. They ran the ball, and they won by what, 24 points or something like that yeah. against the Giants. So 
that's not great. But he gets the Jets next week, and I don't have a ton of confidence. Maybe he can turn it around after that. But for a guy that I was pretty sure he was a good by low candidate, and I was pretty sure he was going to have a good game. And I, I thought Aiden O'Connell played pretty well, so maybe it was just a lack of pass volume. But there's no doubt about it. He's a loser, and I am. I lost some confidence in Devontae Adams today. I still would say he's a buy low because the price keeps getting lower. Yeah, He's not a number one anymore. He's a number two wide receiver, hopefully. Yeah, I, I think he's a number two. They only threw 25 times in this one. The Giants trailed by 20-plus for the fourth time in nine games, which is... Just unbelievable. They were up 24 nothing uh, in the first half. The Raiders were. Loser for me is going to be Geno Smith. And, and you know, we talk about regression a lot with, like, Gus Edwards has six touchdowns and his last 34 carries or whatever it is over the past three games. That's the kind of regression we talk about where it's, like, statistical regression. Geno Smith, I think, like, if you looked at the film last year, if you looked at the numbers, everything pointed to, no, he really was that good. The problem was he hasn't been able to sustain that so far this season. Now, this was a really tough matchup, but given the weapons that he has, he should be playing better and he's just not playing at that level. So he's someone that I've, you know, pretty consistently still ranked in that QB one high end QB two, low end QB one range. It's harder to justify that the way he's played, you know, really all season, but especially lately. So. That's the the biggest loser for me with Geno Smith. And that's going to do it for FFT and 5. We'll see you tomorrow. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer. Two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.